Welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to the show, you guys. I'm Lynn. And I'm Tony. And this is the Lynn and Tony show. Lynn and Tony, no. Oh, I already messed up the name. Welcome to the show. I'm Lynn. And I'm Tony. And welcome to the Lynn and Tony No Show. You just combined the two names into one name now. What do you mean? It's just Lynn and Tony No. Oh, it's Lynn and Tony No. Yeah. I said Lynn and Tony No. You said the Lynn and Tony No Show. Welcome to the show. I'm Tony. And I'm Lynn. And this is the Lynn and... (laughs) 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 Welcome to the show. I'm Tony. I'm Lynn. And this is Lynn and Tony No. And why am I laughing? Because this is our first show. This is our first even attempt at a show, and we've gotten two minutes deep, and we might have introduced ourselves properly now. Yeah, I think we did. Take five or six. So why are we here, my love? In the universal sense, (laughs) that's a heavy way to start. (laughs) This why journey. are we doing this podcast? There's oh, thousands okay. of podcasts. Why are we doing this, especially now? We are doing this podcast because we have, in two short years, gathered an incredible amount of stories, an incredible amount of life lived in our relationship, and... We've developed a lot of different ways to make our relationship incredibly successful and don't see any need to keep that a secret. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here to share wisdom about our our life, how we got to where we are. And we're also really passionate about um, just health and wellness and life hacks on how to live your best life in a crazy world that we live in. And we are based in New Jersey, uh, right outside of New York City, uh, Jersey City, if you know a little bit about New Jersey. So I am currently 36 weeks pregnant. Not the best time to start a podcast, or maybe it is the best time to start a podcast. Listen, the time is always now, so... The best time to start a podcast would have been two years ago. Second best time to start a podcast is when you're 36 weeks pregnant. So you're going to be a first time dad. First time dad. And I'm a second time. I'm going to be a second time mom. Yeah. So for those of you, uh, for those who are listening who don't know about our story, let's like start from the beginning. The year was 2020, and we. The universal we were emerging from a COVID summer. And we both were on the app Hinge. And I was on it for about 24 hours when I matched with you. How long were you on it? The on and off like three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a little bit of a different experience with the dating apps. Um, I'm divorced and, um, you know, about the four years ago I separated from my ex-husband and I'm a, I was a single, I'm a single mom. I was a single mom until I met you. And, um, I, you know, 
date. I had actually a podcast called Sex and Jersey City. You guys can check it out. I talk a lot about my dating woos and like failures, mostly failures, um, but a lot of lessons were learned uh, in that experience. And I was at a point during the pandemic where I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of healing and I changed a lot of of my ways and my ways of thinking. So, you know, sometimes I go back to those episodes and I listen and I think completely differently now than I did back then, just about relationships and uh, health and wellness and all that stuff. And yeah, I was in the dating world for three years. And then after the pandemic, took a good look at myself. And when I went on Hinge uh, this last time, I kind of was like, fuck it. I like don't care. I was completely vulnerable and Tony kept texting me back, kept messaging me out. Like no matter how much shit I was spewing and, and I even sent him like, you know, normally you want to send like a sexy selfie. I sent him like a photo of me, like about to pick up my daughter from, you know, school. And I was like in sweatpants and like, I looked like total shit. And I was like, you know what? He, I might as well just show this person who I am. And if he runs away, then at least I know right away. But you didn't run away. No. And honestly, it was quite the opposite of, of that. Um, the realness and all of the transparency was part of the reason that it seemed to be such a strong connection out of the gate in the first place. Like, yeah, I didn't need a show. I didn't need anybody to put on some sort of idea of what they thought people wanted to see. And you didn't do that at all. And it's part of the reason why we came out of the gate so connected and we just kind of built on that foundation of like pure honesty. Like and we broke all the rules. I mean, all the rules that I was like taught to learn in dating world, you know, one thing is, is you have to meet right away. Like when you match with somebody on an app, you have to meet right away or else it fizzles. It, it goes away. But with us, it, it didn't. And, you know, another rule, you know, apparently is to not be uh, so open emotionally and talk about your baggage and talk about, you know, your hurt and your pain. And I was just like, I'm, I'm not, no rules. I'm just going to be me and like, take it or leave it. And, um, we grew a friendship, friendship from that. Like for a whole week we were, you were away with your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we started talking literally while I was on my way out the door to go on vacation. And I didn't, I mean, I had no idea um, what any of these rules were uh, going in. And I also, hearing you say them back, it, it sort of feels like these are geared towards maybe younger users on the apps where the attention span is much less. And I don't necessarily, especially for the two of us, think that those those types of rules necessarily apply. They don't apply to to us because of the work that we've done, and we'll kind of go over that as we you know evolve in this show. But in my experience in the dating world, it's very superficial and very you know like interviewee, and it's and people are not authentic and they're not open with what they want and who they are. They, they say one thing, like a lot of women I find will say, try to be like the cool girl and be like, I'm super chill. Like I'm, and, and there's like kind of like games around it. And it's, that doesn't lead to like happy, authentic relationships. 
No, no, there's no way. And even if it does, it just, it's such a detour to the real stuff that makes it work. And yeah, so that was kind of like an awesome experience. I didn't know what to expect, but from the beginning it was like, okay, we're, we're friends. Like, this is cool. Um, I remember one day I was like super overwhelmed and you texted me and I was like, I'm not, and I was like going into that space of like, I'm not going to text him back. I'm going to play hard to get, I'm going to, you know, just detach myself from that. And then a couple hours later, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I pushing this person away? Because of, because I'm afraid, because I'm afraid of connecting with, with somebody, someone. And I was a lot more aware of like my patterns and the way I was in the past. And I was like, I'm not going to repeat that. And, you know. I told you about that. I feel like I yeah, told you. you did. And that also is just one of the reasons why it, it worked as quickly is because you had the awareness to even see what you're doing in the first place and correct it. Yeah. So we talked for a week. A week. And it was lovely. It was. Like we FaceTimed. It was like, it was cool. It was some real like almost... Junior high, let's talk on the phone every night, get to know you stuff. Yeah. Like, it really took me back to a time when, like, all you could do was talk on the phone, really. Like, you couldn't right. go out every night. You couldn't go on dates necessarily because it was a school night. So it was just like, let's talk on the phone and really lay the foundation for where, when I get back. And then you got back and then we had our first date. We had our first date. Tell us about our first date. We met up at a restaurant right off Union Square, and I was on the phone with my brother as you were walking up, and you just bounced up to me, like literally like like you were bouncing, like a little ball of energy. Just for context, I'm five feet, and mm-hmm. Tony's And you had a bob. Feet. You had a, you had a short, short haircut at yeah. that point, which also accentuated the bounce yeah (laughs) and and just this and i don't think i knew that you were short before it's on my profile it was on my profile what do you mean yeah but we i i don't know i don't i don't remember paying any attention to that or really realizing it but you just started bouncing up to me with this big smile on your face and told i told my brother hey man gotta go uh she's here and she immediately like came up to me and gave me a big kiss yeah i kissed him right away right away I mean, you're talking for like a whole week. Like, no, I'm not going to just give you like, like, a, like a shake your hand, like awkwardly, like, hey, I was like, oh, nice to meet you. I don't know. I just felt like I knew you. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I, that, this is who I like. This is who I am. Like, right. And it worked. We had a great first date. We had a great first date. We had a great dinner. And it was then, l- like late lunch. Was it a late? Yeah, yeah it was. It, it was, was like a late, late lunch. lunch. Yeah. A great late lunch. Then we went to a vintage store, tried on a bunch of random stuff. I love vintage shopping. Yeah. And did I know that going in or that was just kind of... I don't... I'm not sure. Maybe. Part of me knew. Maybe you knew that I was into vintage clothing. I don't know. It's... uh, I don't remember if it came up. Yeah. But we went vintage shopping, hung out in Union Square, made out a bunch. Made out a bunch. I also... I... one One of the things that I think really got me in the door with you early was I bought Mia a present at the vintage yeah. store. So Mia's my 10-year-old. Mia is her 10-year-old daughter that also 
I knew right out of the gate. So, so, so actually I get this question a lot from single women, single moms, especially, should I put the fact that I'm a mom on my profile? And I always tell them absolutely. Yes. You want to be open and honest about your life and having a child is incredibly important. And if somebody is not interested in that, you'd rather know that out of the gate. A lot of moms are like, yeah, but they, you know, it might turn off a few certain people that, you know, might, that I would want to get to know. You don't want to get to know somebody that doesn't want to date a single mom. Like you can only date, you should only date people that are open to dating single mom, like a single mom. 100%. It was the first, like, um, the first like gut check moment for me because it was on your profile. I was 35 at the time. I hadn't considered what if I come across a single mom? It didn't like occur to me. It wasn't, you know, in New York, it's not necessarily even that common, even at 35. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, huh, like I need to think about that for a second and see where that lands for me. And it, and it didn't take long at all before I was like, you know what? I cool. Like, and that was it. Right. Like it, but I did like, it did its job. It made me stop and go, is that something I'm willing to consider as a part of this next step? Absolutely. And I was like, yeah. And I like think a, a lot of men who are mature and who know themselves, they actually would respect a woman that is able to nurture another human being. That means she has her shit together. She is able of taking care of a, 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 another person. So I think that's a beautiful thing. I think dating single moms are are awesome. I think single moms are fucking awesome. Gangsters. Gangsters. Literal like, gangsters. Like they have to they have to carry both roles of like male and female taking care of the house, paying the bills, taking care of their child while also taking care of themselves. Like and and they're able to juggle all that. That's so valuable for a for a man to have in their life. It and is. and again you get like a cute kid. You kind of get like a two in one. Well, sometimes cute kid. You never know. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying it's a it's a plus or a minus for anybody because that is an extra layer of consideration that some some people and can't that's okay. handle. It's and that's okay. You want to know that off the bat. And I think it's you, you deserve somebody who would want you for that and you deserve to also be honest to the, you know, a potential suitor that you are in fact, a single mom, because there's factors involved. It means you can't be spontaneous and go for drinks. When I was, you know, dating, even though certain men, you know, men knew that I was a single mom, they would call me up like spontaneously, like, hey, can you do drinks tonight? Like, no, I can't. Like, I have a kid. Like, it's right. it. I have a schedule. So even in that case, like, it's it, they, they need to understand, like, the child, your child comes first and they come second. Like, it's always, it's, it, it is what it is. Like, hundred percent. So you were okay with the single mom thing? I was okay with it. I was I was open to it without knowing or really thinking how much that it would involve. It was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I can I can stay open to that for sure. And what what I loved about Tony is that he intentionally would ask me every time we talk, like, how's Mia doing? What did you know, what's she up to? What's she like? Like he he did take interest 
in 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 her and and I feel like sometimes some men will shy away from that because they feel awkward like asking about your kid but like your kid is your everything and and having somebody that's interested in that like shows like uh, I could see myself being in this person's life and I think that's really important so if you're dating a single mom ask her you know about her kid pro tip yeah well I mean the other thing is for me is like I've always had a connection around kids like i i, You're so I good love with kids, kids. Yeah. i love them and it was it was more of a natural curiosity than it was like a you know like a premeditated like it wasn't like a i wasn't using it as a tactic to get in better with you or anything i like i just genuinely first of all it's interesting it's very interesting to date somebody with a kid i've never done that so that was an element of a relationship I've never experienced. So there was that natural like curiosity around it. And I love kids. So, so he, he bought me like this fake poop, which in retrospect, I could not have been more accurate with what she would enjoy without even knowing her and meeting her. Like he knew that she is, I don't know. It was kind of like a, maybe you sense that she has this quirky, funny personality and she's like, not your typical like little girl. Well, I mean, she enjoys fake poop. <laughs> the the safety in that assumption was, you know, the old the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> AK mom's a weirdo. I was, Kids. <laughs> I, I was guessing based on the proxy of mom. Yeah. And turns out that that was uh, that was a safe way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great first date, and I remember like wanting to hang out with you more. Like I remember kind of being sad like I had this like moment of sad you know he walked me to my car and I had this and we kissed and I had I remember while we were kissing like I had this moment of like I was sad because I was like because you know dating in New York you just don't know like you don't know what's going to happen I like was like I really like this guy I hope I see him again like that was my thought like I'm like I probably won't see it like it was kind of like I probably won't see him again because I was just so used to going on good dates and then just you get go like I mean it's a nightmare like you you don't you have you don't have this experience zero but, context for me uh, go you know ghosting and some there's all kinds of things submarining and haunting and like just the weird dating behaviors that I've never encountered in my that only encountered after my divorce because I was you know with Mia's dad for 11 years so I wasn't dating in the era of like tinder and instagram and like just all these things and you have access to all these people and like just you know by sitting on the toilet like you're just swiping you know um is that where you swiped on me no i was actually when i swiped on tony i was watching ozark and i I was going through a really tough time in my life at the time um just things were just really bad and i i I actually (laughs) 10 days before was getting over like three month, I would say relationships thing, thing situationship. Yeah. I don't even like calling it with like a total narcissist. It was, we're going to do an episode on how to, uh, find out if he's, he's a narcissist. Cause I'll, I have textbook, like everything, but anyway, that's it another might be a solo up. No, you're going to be part okay. of it. Um, anyway, I was recovering from that and yeah we'll talk about that that's a whole conversation that's a long conversation and yeah I was just like I'm gonna go on hinge just to feel something <laughs> literally and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember like I, I, I got up from the couch I was on the couch for like a couple of days I was in sweatpants watching Ozark and I was like I'm gonna get a snack 
And that's when it said like on my phone, like that we matched. And I was like, oh, cool. And that was it. Like, It's so interesting to listen to you talk about like post first date stuff because I, I had the absolute benefit of no contextual understanding of what it was like to date New York. Yeah. No contextual understanding really taking dating seriously ever. So when I left the first day, I was like, oh, it's just a matter of like when we plan our next date. Like I had no anxiety around it at all. Like and not. I was lucky in a way. Like I think like I, it, it was a combination of of luck, like finding somebody that wasn't jaded by like the dating scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also just the, it's a, I felt it feels now like we're married and we're having a baby, like, and we're like best friends and we're soulmates. It feels like it was kind of like a meant to be thing. It's just, they, the universe didn't know how to pair us together and they just both put us on the app. But yeah, like it's a combination of kind of those two because I was so jaded. And when we left that date, I was like, I hope I see him again. And like, and, and, and then in my head, I was like, kind of like surrendering, which I never do. I'm a control freak. Like I'm a business owner. I like to plan everything. I like to know everything in advance. And in that moment I surrendered. I was like, I hope I see him again. And like, if it doesn't, then this was a great date. And, and I really enjoyed my time and I feel good about myself again. I feel good about like connecting to somebody again. Cause I, I thought for a while, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever connect with somebody again, like after so many years of being hurt and so many years of just going through the ringer and dating. And, and I always had this, you know, fantasy since I'm a little girl of like finding the love of my life because, you know, my parents are married 50 plus years and they're like best friends and they travel the world. And, you know, I always wanted that. And I was like, and at a point I kind of gave up on it and being with you that on that date, I was like, okay, it gives me hope again. Like this is possible. But you texted me back. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, there was, I had no preconceived notions about how it should go or rules or anything like that. It was just like, I, mean, the I thing, want he, to keep talking so, to this So person. here's the thing with men is like, they want to see what else is out there. You know, it's like, there's, it's, it's instead of looking at like what's in front of them, it's like, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with this person? Okay, I'm going to move to the next one. So I don't know, you know, like that you're like, oh, I really like this girl. Like, uh, you know, I want to hang out with her again. Like, you, you, I didn't know you weren't thinking like, I just, I just went on the app. Like, I'm going to just date and enjoy this and have fun. Like, that's what I expected from you because you were so new to, to the dating world. And I was like, there's no way he's going to just want to hang out with me and not see what else is out there. And you did see what else was out there. <laughs> Triggered. Is this the cliffhanger for part two? I think so. I think so too. <laughs> okay. Because we have chicken in the oven. I was wondering, I was wondering if you were going to get there and you just built it right up and just masterful, like handmaid's tale-esque well, cliffhanger. Well, the thing is we do have chicken in the oven cooking. We do. And Mia's waiting for us yep. and we have to walk the dogs. Yeah. So that's what you're going to expect in this show. Some chaos, some truths. Uh, you know, we're going to start also bringing in, 
you know, experts and people that we trust uh, to talk about all the things that we're interested in. It's not going to be just about us. This is just an intro. Like, I want to make that clear because we want to help people. We don't want to just talk about ourselves. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's important because people need to know us. We're laying the foundation. Laying, again, we're, we lay lots of foundations and they've all worked out. So yeah. this is the next one. So stay tuned for part two where we talk about Tony going on another date. <laughs> look, at, look at your face. I love you. Brutal. I love you too. <laughs> It didn't stick, in case anybody was wondering. Obviously. (laughs) Bye.